Welcome to the Marriage Step Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Marriage Steps Podcast is listener-supported, so to help keep it on the air, so couples worldwide can receive hope for their marriage, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. The marriage tip of the day is learn how to compromise. How good are you at compromising? Most of us stink at it because it goes against human nature. Human nature on average is selfish. We look out for number one. We look out for our interests. We want things done our way. That's human nature. So therefore, to be in a relationship like marriage where you continually need to compromise, it's unnatural. Therefore, a lot of us stink at it, especially if we don't buy into the power and benefit of it. It's one of the most important things you can work on in marriage is learning to compromise, learning to meet in the middle, learning to give up some of what you want to honor some of what your partner wants. That's the spirit of compromise. You both give up some of what you want in order to meet in the middle so that you can reach a win-win. And this is marriage step number three that I talk about, which is learning to share power. You're not sharing power with your partner if you're not compromising on topics that impact your relationship. Maybe it's about sex, you're not compromising. Maybe it's about money, you're not compromising. Maybe it's about parenting style, you're not compromising. What is it for you? Think about what area in your marriage you're not bending and meeting in the middle because we all need to cultivate the spirit of compromise in order to have a good marriage. The marriage joke of the day is a lot of husbands say that marriage is the process of finding out what kind of man their wife preferred instead. <laughs> okay, the marriage message today is five steps to making amends. Five steps to making amends. Amends is a huge deal in marriage because inevitably you're going to upset your partner. You're going to offend them. You're going to hurt their feelings. You're going to do something that they don't like. Their needs aren't going to be met and they're going to make a complaint about you. Maybe you had one today. Maybe you had one yesterday. You're probably going to get one soon because it's part and parcel to being in a marriage is receiving complaints once in a while from our partner that they're unhappy about something. And how we respond to that complaint is very important. Because what a lot of us do is we get defensive and we want to explain ourselves and explain our situation and talk about how it's not our fault and go through all the reasons why it's actually our partner's fault or it's the dog's fault or it's, it's the environment's fault. It's something else, but it's definitely not my fault. And a lot of times we feel that way because our partner is not using the soft startup. So if you're giving the complaint, make sure you're following the steps to a soft startup. That's a tool on my website you can learn about. It's also a blog post. But you want to be delivering your complaint with a soft startup. But regardless if your partner blows it and they don't use a soft startup, it's your responsibility to respond in a proper way to make amends. So I'm going to go through five steps. The first step is the 50% rule. Now, when your partner is making a complaint about you, always keep in mind the 50% rule which says that probably I can't own 100% of what my partner is saying about me right now. I can't own 100% of it because maybe 
they have some type of trauma in their past that's getting triggered, so they're overreacting to my behavior. Maybe they have some value in their past and it's getting tapped into, and so they're overreacting. Maybe they, just, they have stuff going on in their life and it, it, they're projecting onto me somewhat. So I can't take 100% ownership for what they're saying about me. Also, there's probably stuff in my life that was going on that led me to behave in this way that they didn't like. I probably had some valid reasons why I responded in the way that I did that they didn't like. So I can't take 100% ownership that I did something wrong because I had some circumstantial things going on for me. However, I also can't say I'm a, I'm 100% innocent. I also can't take 0% blame. And that's where the 50% rule comes in. Probably, give or take, 50% of what my partner is complaining about with me, there's truth. There's probably, give or take, 50% truth in what they're saying about me right now. And this is where you have an opportunity to become refined. This is where iron sharpens iron within marriage. It's through this feedback process. When we get feedback from our partner, we can get defensive and throw it out, or we can think about the 50% rule and consider what's the nugget of truth in this. With what my partner is saying about me, what part of this, 50%, give or take, can I own? So for example, let's say your partner is complaining that you have not been spending enough time with them. Maybe they're projecting onto you because they never got quality time growing up. So you can't take 100% ownership for this. Maybe you've been really busy lately, so it's not all your fault that you haven't been, been spending enough time with them. So you can't take 100% ownership. However, perhaps there's 50% of this complaint that's true. Maybe you don't value quality time. Maybe you had an insecure attachment yourself growing up, and so you don't really see the benefit of spending time together. Perhaps you tend to become a workaholic and you spend more time focusing on that compared to your partner. What part of the complaint can you own? That's the million dollar question. That's the key question. What part of the complaint can you own? So that's step number one, the 50% rule. And that moves us into step number two, which is empathy. So once you can figure out the 50% that you can own with this complaint your partner is making, now you can make some empathy around that. Because let's say, for example, going back to the previous example of your partner complaining that you don't spend enough time with them, let's say that you can own that you have a tendency to work too much and you have a tendency to undervalue quality time together. So let's say you're owning those two pieces. Therefore, that can come out with an empathy and you can say something like this. I can see how you would feel hurt and frustrated that I tend to not value our quality time together. You can make that comment with sincerity because you're owning that you tend to undervalue spending time together and you're owning that you tend to focus too much on work. So it makes empathy more authentic when you can figure out what part of the complaint you can own. And that moves us into step number three, which is ownership. There's something so powerful about hearing our partner say, I own fill in the blank. When you're making a complaint and your partner responds back with, I own fill in the blank, there's something so healing about that. Because a lot of us can start feeling like our partner never takes ownership for their part. Part of the reason is probably because we're not doing a soft startup with our complaints. 
But when they take ownership, it's like this huge relief, like, ah, finally, finally you get it. Finally you take some ownership. Finally you can see your, your contribution to this. Finally you're taking some responsibility instead of blaming it on everything else. Thank you. It feels so cathartic to hear your partner take some ownership for their part. So an ownership statement starts with the phrase, I own. So in this example I've been sharing, it would sound like this. I own that I have a tendency to undervalue quality time together, and I own that I have a tendency to focus too much on work. That's all it is. You own your part. The next part, number four, is an apology. And you make this apology around the part that you own. Okay, so you're not owning everything that your partner just said about you. You're just owning the part that you can own. And that's where the apology can come from. So you can say with sincerity, I apologize that I have a tendency to under to undervalue quality time. And I apologize that I have a tendency to focus too much on work. That's it. That's all you gotta do for the apology. And then you move into step five. And step five is where you make amends. So if your partner is complaining that you don't spend enough time with them, making amends is doing the opposite. You want to provide an emotionally corrective experience where you provide the opposite of the very behavior that hurt their feelings. So if they're complaining that you haven't spent enough time with them, obviously making amends could be, how about tonight? I stop work early. We put the kids to bed early. I power off my phone and I give you my undivided attention for as long as you desire. Or how about this coming Friday night? I'll plan us a date. I'll, I'll figure out what we're gonna do with the kids. I'll figure out dinner for the kids. And then I'll come up with the idea for the date and I'll take you out and we'll do something even though we have COVID going on, but we'll do something that's socially distancing. How would you like that? I'll take you out on a very special night this coming weekend. That's making amends where you offer something that's gonna provide the opposite of what they were complaining about because that provides emotionally corrective experiences. So if you put that together, that provides an amends sequence that's very powerful. So those are the five steps. So the number one, when your partner makes a complaint towards you, consider the 50% rule. You don't need to say this out, outside, outside of your head. The 50% rule is you're thinking about it inside your head. What's the 50% give or take of this complaint that I can own? Then you provide empathy, and that starts with I can see how you would feel blank because of blank. Then you make an ownership statement, that's number three, I own that I have a tendency to fill in the blank. Number four, you make an apology for that tendency that you have. And then number five, you offer amends by offering to do something that will provide an emotionally corrective experience by providing the opposite of the behavior that hurt your partner. So that's five steps to making amends. Try it out this week if you get a complaint and see how powerful it can be. Thank you for listening to the Mayor Steps podcast. If you haven't already left me a review, please take five seconds right now to do so. If you're on Apple, you can just scroll down, click the five stars, and add in a few comments if you would like. The more feedback, the more reviews I get, the higher my podcast will appear on search results, so more people will find me. 
So no matter what platform you're listening to me on, please take a moment and leave a review. I highly, highly appreciate it. It helps me get found on search results so more people can find me. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And if this podcast has made a positive impact on you, also send me an email because I would love to hear from you and even have you on the podcast. I'd love to interview you and see what you appreciated, what really helped you, because your story can inspire other couples. So please send me an email if that's you. My email is info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it just like a plant, it will start to grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will start to die. The choice is up to you.